Hey, welcome back. Um, it is the first Friday of August, August 4th, 2023. Um, this is going to have different segments. You're not going to be able to see it, but I am, uh, because I'm going to, I'm going to record this one as things are being downloaded into my spirit so I can get it out. Especially since I'm at work, I can do my job and record this uh, because someone came up with the great idea of putting a microphone on a pair of headphones. So, this is what we're going to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, here lately, I have been witnessing a lot of uh, people who are leaning on their own understanding, which the Bible says not to do, because our wisdom and our knowledge that we gain as mortals will fail us. So you see, here's where I'm going with this this week. There's a, there's a few things. Fear being right at the top. People being afraid of things. Because either it's new or they don't understand it. Or maybe they do understand it and it just scares the bejesus out of them. Uh, but fear is an emotion that does not come from God. And we read that in the Bible as well. We read that, that He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Now those are also feelings or sensations. Power is something that's not tangible. We, we can't see power which I, uh, which in Hebrew also translates to authority. So he's given us authority. He's given us the power to love. And believe me, a lot of times loving someone is near impossible because they're either an idiot or they're just someone whose personality is just so opposite of ours we clash with it and we can't seem to get along with that person but he's given us the ability to love that person regardless of the circumstance and finally but not least of these he's given us a sound mind he's given us the ability to be calm in situations where we would normally be fearful And we don't walk in that. We don't. We let fear overtake us because it's easier to let the emotions that we're comfortable or familiar with override what God is giving us. Because as Apostle has preached, we still aren't walking in the image that we were created to be. We're still not walking in dominion that God has given us since He created Adam out of the dust of the earth. 
we're walking with a carnal mindset where if something happens that we can't control, our first response is to be emotional and it's to fear whatever it is that we can't control. So we try to hide from it. We try to run from it. Like Adam and Eve, whenever they first ate of the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat of, and their eyes were open to their nakedness, and then they heard the Spirit of God coming, they hid out of fear because it was new. And they realized, oh, this isn't supposed to, this isn't something I'm, I'm familiar with, so maybe I should hide instead of walk in the dominion that God already gave me. Yes, they screwed up. But the awesomeness of God is that once He gives you something, He doesn't take it back. You might give it up. You might say, oh, well, I've screwed up too much. I, I can't have this anymore. But God is looking around like, what are you talking about? I didn't say you couldn't have it. Whenever the woman was caught in the Bible, was caught in adultery, she was in the act. Could you imagine walking in, catching this woman that you know is married, sleeping with someone else, and you pull her out in front of Jesus, and all he says is, go and sin no more. He didn't say, oh, well, all of the promises that I know you know you have because God has given you those promises, because you've screwed up, now you can't have those things. So, sorry, too bad. No. He forgave her and told her to go. I'm sure she was crying her eyes out because she didn't know what was going to happen Obviously, people could, could look at Jesus and say, oh, this man is different. He has power to do what these other people are saying he can do. So he had the power to not forgive her. And I'm sure she was terrified, like, oh, no, I've screwed up. Now, now what am I going to do? But Jesus looks at her and says, where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. And that's, that's the same situation that we're in whenever we do something that we're unfamiliar with. Our first emotional response is to freak out and say, oh no, now I'm not worthy. But that's not... Sure, absolutely. God, God can be the God of vengeance. He can be the God of whatever scared tactic you want to name it, he absolutely can wipe out the face of the earth. But he is so full of mercy and he is about giving more chances than we deserve to give us an opportunity to accept him. So maybe you're, you're doing something, because I'm, I'm right there with you, I'm not perfect. I screw up every day. Every day. Which is why I'm making this. Because we're not supposed to be leaning on our own understanding. 
we're supposed to be getting our knowledge and wisdom from the Lord. And whenever we screw up, our understanding is, well, now I have to be punished. Now I have to, to, to sulk because now I'm going to lose out on something that I was told I would get because now I'm going to be put in a, quote, timeout. But God is saying, why are you constantly denying the power that I have? Do you, do you, have you walked with me all of your life to just still not know what I can do and what I'm capable of? Guys, we got to stop. And like I said, this is just the first segment that I'm recording. But we have to stop looking at things through our eyes. Call me crazy, but I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence that the word sensation starts with something that sounds like sin. Because it's whenever we lean our on our own understanding is whenever we screw up. Like, oh, well, this feels right, or this looks okay. Or, well, you know, this doesn't really look okay, but it feels good. Or it sounds good. All of those senses will screw you up. It will cause you to fall. It will cause you to fail. And the Bible is telling us to not lean on those senses. Don't lean on your own understanding of how things operate. Consult the, the Lord. Consult the one who created everything. He won't, he won't lead you astray. He won't lead you down the wrong path. It, he's incapable of leading you down the wrong path. That is something that God cannot do. He cannot screw you up more than you screw yourself. Because He is a perfect, just, merciful, graceful, loving God. Our knowledge and our carnal wisdom of how we respond to things will leave you feeling hopeless, will leave you feeling deserted, will leave you feeling alone, will leave you feeling scared. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Okay, now we're going to read Philippians 3, 1 through... 11. <clears throat> Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say that you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. 
though I could have though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could indeed if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts I have even more I was circumcised when I was 8 days old I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin a real Hebrew if there ever was one I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. I want to suffer with Him, sharing in His death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now, that, that is uh, Paul, the Apostle, and that was his letter to, uh, sorry, that was a letter from Paul and Timothy, and uh, they were writing to uh, Philippi. And we still are convinced Whenever someone is doing something that we think is wrong, that they have to stop doing that thing, or they have to do it exactly how you do it, because, well, this is what I think needs to be done to be saved, because it's written like this here. But Paul is saying all of the rules... All of the things that you do to try to make yourself worthy is pointless. It's all trash. And if you lean on your own understanding of how to get to heaven and how to be saved, you'll miss the mark. You'll miss the mark a hundred times out of a hundred. Because nothing that we do will ever make a difference. The only thing that can get us to heaven is believing that God sent His Son and He died for us and rose again on the third day and gave us the gift of eternal life. Paul says it right here. It's faith in... in Christ's works that we are saved, not our own. We're the image of God, but in no way, form, or fashion are we God. I can't save you. I mean, I would gladly give up my life if it meant my wife and children we're safe, 
if one of my best friends were standing next to me and someone walks up the gun, I would gladly stand in front of the gun and take the bullet to save someone else's life. But it's temporary. Because as soon as I'm gone, they're in danger again. Me sacrificing my own life so that they can have a few more moments in this world will not get them to heaven. See, right now, I'm doing everything in my power to be an example to my, my children, to lead my wife as Christ calls me to lead. But I still screw up. So I have to tell them, I'm trying to show you what God is saying and where, how He wants us to do this thing, but you are responsible for your own salvation. I can't save you. And I'm not going to try. Yes, I would. I love my wife more than anything except God. And I would do as the Bible says, and I would love her how Christ loves the church, and I would give up my own life for her. But it's pointless if I think that me giving up my life is going to get her into the, the gates of heaven, because it won't. So my job as her husband and as the father of my kids is to chase God with all of my heart, soul, and mind. With all of my being. So that they see, oh, my husband's really going after it. I want to do the same thing. I'm not saying my wife already doesn't. I'm just saying. Nothing I do is going to save her. But if I can show an example in my home of a spiritual leader that God has called me to be and do it how he laid it out instead of how I think it needs to be done, that might make a difference because God is getting the glory out of that. It has nothing to do with me. If my kids look, grow up and they're like, Dad, Dad's really really chasing God with everything he has. There, there has to be a reason why he's doing that. So let me taste and see that the Lord is good. I may have gotten off track a little bit. I feel like I chased a rabbit hole. Um, But the point of this is to understand this. And this is a second segment. I've, I just started recording this, um, this Philippians chapter and stuff on a different day. Um, the fear thing and the emotion side, that was a different day. I told you that you wouldn't know whenever I split the segments. But the uh, starting with the, the reading of Philippians, that was a whole new segment. So I don't recall verbatim every single thing I said from, from the other day when I recorded about uh, not trusting our emotions because they'll lie to us. But 
I, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand because our emotions or our senses will tell us you're doing enough. Stop stressing out. That's not that bad. You can still do that and God will still love you. Absolutely you can. God will never turn his back on you. But that doesn't mean to follow through with your, your own thoughts and your own will and your own premise on, on what things need to be done in order to stay saved. I never, I never understood how people would look at something and, and instead of saying, I'm not going to do this because I don't know if it'll interfere with my walk with Christ. They try to find loopholes and say, I wonder if I can still do this and still stay in step with Christ. Why risk it? Why, why try to justify your actions? Because that's still trusting your own self. That's still leaning on your own understanding of things. Like, well, it doesn't really feel that bad right now. I mean, I have a little guilt because I don't know if this is on one side of the fence or the other. That's called being lukewarm. And the Bible says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Pick a side. I mean, really, choose. Do you want to chase after the things of God? Or do you still want to live for the world? For yourself? For your own self-pleasure? Because you can't have both. You can't have the fruit that God is offering and eat from the world's table. You, you can't have both. So we're, we're either going to trust God to lead us into eternal life, or we're going to keep trying to justify what we're doing and saying, well, I love God. He, he, he loves me. So why can't I keep doing this? Because he wants me to be happy. He wants you to be happy in Him. Our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want anything before Him. So if you're putting your own pleasure before what He wants for you, it speaks for itself. He's, he's a jealous God. Put no other gods before me. So whatever you're spending your time on, if it's... I'm not even going to start naming things. Just whatever you're spending the most of your time on and it doesn't edify the body of Christ, if it doesn't edify your Father in Heaven, you probably shouldn't be doing it. I'm not saying that every that it's wrong or a sin. Not everything that we do is wrong or a sin. Some things just take up our time and it distracts us from doing the things that God wants us to do. And we lose out on time with Him. For example, watching a movie with my family. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and watching a movie and having some family time. But if that's all I'm starting to do, and I don't study my word, I don't talk to God, I don't try to get private place and, and get alone with Him to hear what He's trying to say, 
I've got my priorities screwed up, but I, I went to church and I'm spending time with my family. I'm honoring my family. I'm doing all the things that the Bible says to do for family. So if I'm obeying the Bible, how am I still in the wrong? It's because now you're putting that family time in priority over time with Jesus. And that's wrong. But we, as humans, don't always see it that way because we think, oh, well, I need a little me time. I've been at the church three times this week. I need a little me time. God will understand. I need to unwind. I need to relax a little bit. We're supposed to be about the Father's business. And if we can't get our minds around that concept, it's because we're trying to rely too heavily on our own thought process. We need to buck up. We need to put on our big girl pants and big boy pants and be about the Father's business and stop trying to rely on what we think is right and wrong. Because everything that's right and wrong is laid out for us. We don't really have to figure it out. We don't have to debate right and wrong because it's all written down. Yeah, I still screw up. I find myself in situations and I, I'm saying something or I'm doing something. I'm like, hold up. Okay, I just got convicted. I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be doing this. And I have to repent. But I don't understand the whole justification of, well, this brings me joy. And if I'm a child of God and he wants me to be happy, why wouldn't he want me to do what makes me happy? Because sometimes the things that make you happy is destroying your soul. But you don't see it because you're not understanding it from a heavenly perspective. You're not looking at it from... God's dimension, we're looking at it from the earth dimension of if it feels good, it can't be wrong. But we have to get out of that mindset. We have to walk in faith with Christ leading us down every path, every decision we come across, every decision we have to make. We have to trust Him to give us the answer. And sometimes and I say this notoriously all the time when I ask a question and someone doesn't answer. Not answering is still an answer. And I can tell you from experience, sometimes God gives me a resounding yes or no, and other times it's just a, a convicted feeling. So if that conviction is there, the answer is no. If guilt is there, the answer is no. But God's not going to let you make a mistake and damn your soul. But if you're not trusting Him, if you're not walking with Him, if you're not getting alone with Him daily, if you're not trying to keep a relationship with Him, you're not going to hear His answers because you're not asking Him. You're not talking to Him. So we got to get into that place of, I trust you. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what to do next. 
How do I fix this? How are you going to fix it? And even if you don't tell me, God, I trust you to do what you do best. And I'm not going to try to understand it on my own levels. I'm going to try to look at it through the eyes of the Spirit that I'm filled with because you live inside of me. And I'm going to try to relinquish all control that I think I have on this situation or all of the, the control that I think I have on these decisions because I don't want to screw it up. Because if I do, if I put my human hands on it, it's going to be destroyed. But God, you, you take it and you let it flourish. And I trust you to move and I trust you to do these things because you have all control, you have all power, you have all the information. So I'm going to stop relying on my own thought process when it comes to trying to justify, whenever it comes to trying to chase Jesus, and I'm just going to chase him and let him lead me. And I'm going to end it there because I don't want these things to be too long. But I just had to get this out. I had to I had to push record and just get it out. I hope all of you guys have an amazing weekend. I hope this message reaches your innermost being. So until next time, you guys have a great weekend and God bless.